This that. isn't a podcast, okay? We are fucking summoning demons. That's right. All right. This right. is a goddamn seance. This is a seance, motherfuckers. Are we recording? Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> Friends on three. One, two, three. Friends. Friends. We drove a fast car. Maybe it was Maybe we'll get money. Be someone. Be someone. We're in an undisclosed location podcast. That's right. We're in a bonker this time. All right. Second shot. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Salud. Cheers. Cheers. Let's go, people. Hello, everybody. My name is Chibi. My name is Rooster. And this is After Two Tequila Shots, an opinion podcast where we talk about current events after taking two tequila shots. It's always undistilled. Uncensored. Uncontrollable. Unfiltered. Untamed. Like Britney Spears. Unpredictable. But always distilled. Let's go, people. Did you say undistilled? Well, then we redistill it for uh, for better concentration. Okay. Much like this tequila that we're drinking. Hello, friend. Where are we? We're in an undisclosed. Well, we've been recording for a while, so I'm sure the listeners maybe we'll know see- that something is afoot. So now that we figured out our Who audio, the fuck because are we you, are man? not in the studio no, today. We're, not. we're in an undisclosed location in the heart of Central Texas, maybe around Johnson City, off <laughs> Highway 290, but maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, my name is Jimmy. I'm a poet, producer, podcaster, publisher, Thingamabob, and we are on vacation officially that's why you're uh, only getting half of me today with, bro. with the friends with the friends yeah. uh so let's go around the table and see who we got go no. i'm rooster i do podcasting <laughs> shit with chibi yeah next i'm dom i also do podcasting shit with chibi next i'm mandy lynn and i don't do podcasting shit till now next. <laughs> i am jr estrada i'm back by unpopular demand I don't know. I, I feel like you've also been in the show I, while not yeah. actually being in the show. That's true. I, I write in a lot. You're in the dink. Yeah. You're in the DMs. You're definitely show adjacent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm Pinto, partner with JR, and I'm vacationing with Chibi and Rooster. Cat mom and extraordinaire. Arguably, after two tequila shots, number one fan. <laughs> and I'm Mecca Miles. I used to do podcast shit, and now I'm doing podcast shit again. Hey, don't call it a comeback. Hey. I'm looking for my air horns. <laughs> There we go. So uh, we've been planning this trip for a while. It's a group of friends. Uh, we just wanted to get away from the city, spend some time at a body of water, in the sun. Some people are on break. Some people took time off from work. And then it was like, all right, what could be better than spending time with your friends recording a podcast with your friends? Yeah. Someone said that. Someone said that. I said that, okay? That's the whole premise of this podcast. The whole premise of this podcast is to just like hit record and talk some shit with your friends. So uh, we are drinking today Jose Cuervo Tradicional. I brought a giant bottle. Uh, We've had this on the show before. It's very tasty. Mm -hmm. We stand by it. Smooth, middle of the road. Any any thoughts, other tequila drinkers, on uh, this tequila specifically? Mandy made a face. I'm curious. I am not a- but it, into the microphone. Thank you. I'm not a tequila drinker, <laughs> but that shit was pretty smooth. No, go. like all the stories I don't remember start with tequila, so we're going to mm-hmm. see how this goes. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, it also reminded me because of those stories why I do not do tequila shots anymore. <laughs> like, make me a margarita now. I, tequila straight. Is it still what are you not so drinking? Great. You got a little something in front of you. Is it? Just- I do. Also, Harvey Jose Cuervo. Margarita mix. I got the pineapple margarita mix. That's right. If <laughs> on there, deck. If there's you one thing tequila. you need to know about Dominique is that she goes hard for a margarita mix, yeah. pre-made margarita mix. That's right. <laughs> Tequila on tequila. That's right. And then after this, tacos. Uh, So with that being said, let's just get into it, people. We're going to start with our major news events recap of the week. A lot happened. A lot happened. Okay, we got to start with some with some somber news. Uh, Tony Bennett died this week. So, you know, that's that's, um, crooner supreme expected. I, I mean, say. yeah, like, <laughs> it's one of those deaths where you're like, okay, am I upset? Yeah. Was he old? Yeah. Yeah. You were going on on some like soapbox of, about crooners yesterday. I did. Because, the driving crooner. Yeah, I feel like uh, we got to bring crooning back as far as a profession. There's not enough crooning in America right now, and that's why I think there's not enough love in America. How does one define crooning? Uh, usually a big band or just, you know, sort of instrumental band behind you, and then just let the let the singer freestyle almost. It's like... Mm. Fly away yeah, That Sinatra vibe, that mm. Dean Martin vibe, mm. you know, the the Buble, even the though Buble is a little, you know... He's crooner light. Yeah, he's crooner yeah. adjacent. Yeah. Light, like the beer, so it's L-I-T-E. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anywho. But, but yeah. yeah, shout out to Tony Bennett, you know. Any big Tony Bennett fans in the house? I mean, I was a I was a big fan of the Tony Bennett Lady Gaga jazz. I was gonna album. say somebody said this weekend. Somebody check on Lady Gaga. How's she doing? How is she yeah. doing? Because she became like BFFs with Tony Bennett the same way she's like BFFs with like Liza Minnelli. I think I heard like Tony Bennett would light up when Lady Gaga was around. So at the end of his time, he was in and out of it. He was old, but like having Lady Gaga around supported him like mm-hmm. to oh, come alive again. That is That's so, so cute. <laughs> that was two different people. <laughs> that was two halves of one brain, I think is what that was. <laughs> Did anybody else listen to that album? The Lady Gaga, Tony yeah, Bennett? Yeah, that's like everyone else is like, nah. No, it was good. It was a damn good album. Yeah, it was really good. But I agree with that. He was 96. <gasps> When yeah. he passed, yeah. so I mean, yeah, I mean, it's he beat the life expectancy. Yeah, you age, can, so he's you playing can, with house money, man. You can be sad, but I mean, it's you know, it's a legacy. Yeah, I think the thing with Alzheimer's at the end too. Maybe so, I think so. Yeah, he lived right. a good life yeah. while he was, yeah. you know, actually mm-hmm. living it up. So. And I think he he ended almost similar to like Johnny Cash in that he had that last hurrah with mm-hmm. Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. They really yeah. brought him relevant brought to like him, brought him back. new audiences. Yeah, a whole new generation. He was like Johnny Cash and Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's, <laughs> so exactly. salute to the uh, the Ben guy. Salute to Tony Bennett. Um, you know who else is leaving a legacy? Barbie. Yeah. Let's get into it. Us. And uh, Oppenheimer. And Oppenheimer. So this past week, both Barbie and Oppenheimer got released in uh, theaters. There was a whole thing going through social media doing Barbenheimer. Barbieheimer weekend. Yeah, that's right. Uh, wherein you watch Oppenheimer <laughs> and get into the, like, the shit. Depression. Depression. No, depression is somber mood. Like, you really feel your feels. And then before going home... You go to the next theater and you watch Clown. Barbie. Palette cleanse. With <laughs> Palette cleanse. <Barbie. laughs> yeah. Palette cleanse. And like then, me and he- And then you're reminded that, oh, capitalism, Barbie. 
Let's oh. just be happy again. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's still, like, it's not exactly happy. I'm sure there's a happier ending because we know how Oppenheimer ends because history. But, like, you know, <laughs> Barbie didn't look that happy to, like, we haven't seen it yet, but the commercials were, like, existential crisis-based movie. So, you know, you only kind of get happy before you go home. Yeah. It's like, or you accept the panic. Because we don't know how it ends yet, but I feel like it would have to be like an accept the panic. Yeah. yeah. Like, Are they going to give you a twist at the end of like, oh, I didn't think the Bar- the Barbie movie was going to yeah. end oh, like apparently that. Apparently, America Ferreira has like a monologue towards the end of the movie that is like her best work ever. And it like puts her like, I've heard so much about America Ferreira stealing the movie and like everyone's talking about how far she's come. And it's a, it's a speech about like loving yourself as well. And like people compare it to her like early career of like random Disney movie appearances, ugly Betty, Mm -hmm. like, to this like claiming herself moment okay. so like oh, there's something breaking happens through there the might end. be a, a new future for America yeah, yeah. I don't know and, allegedly <laughs> and a new future for America I think that's what I'm so excited about is like because it's Greta Gerwig we don't really know what to expect we know that it's not gonna be what we think it's gonna be maybe I know it's gonna be gay as fuck if Queer. it's not gay, we're going to claim it either way. <laughs> That's, if Tumblr has taught me anything, Tumblr has taught me that there is a way to make no. anything gay. Oh, yeah. no. Anything. If Tumblr has taught me nothing else. Is that what, is that what Tumblr taught you? That's what it taught me. I mean, Tumblr about. taught us a lot of things. Taught a, lot, a whole generation <laughs> Before about Before there were bands. Uh-huh. Here's, here's what I'm expecting, because I feel like it's almost been a trend where, like, innocuous family movies... Somehow, for some reason, they find a way, and I don't know if it's just because I'm getting old and life's happened, but they just like gut punch you and they make you cry at the end. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm expecting that for, for some reason there's from gonna, this Barbie movie. There's gonna like, be an emotional I'm gonna, moment. I'm gonna cry. Okay. I'm gonna weep. At Barbie or Oppenheimer? <laughs> for different reasons. Yeah. For different reasons. I do. I will say this. This is one thing that does have me concerned. And I'm very happy for Greta Gerwig and Barbie the movie. But Mattel the brand and the capitalism mm. of it all mm-hmm. is now really just utilizing former toys to be future IP and mining it the same way like Disney does Star Wars or mm-hmm. Marvel with the MCU. So look th- out for the Uno movie. Look out oh. for the Uno movie. Look out for the Hot Wheels movie. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Family fights. They did Battleship. Yeah, they, oh yeah, the Battleship <laughs> was a classic. Shout out to Rihanna. Always welcome on the pod. <laughs> We gotta appease like the Navy crew. That's what she calls her fans at the time. Now they don't even remember that. But yeah, we were talking about. I mentioned this yesterday. Uh, but one of the things that like got me was like somebody on my Facebook feed like posted like, "Do not take your kids to go see the Barbie movie. It is so not acceptable." Blah blah blah. And I'm like, read the room, friend. Like, did you even watch any of the trailers? I still kind of ride for them though. It's a <laughs> fucking kids' toy that has now been sort of reappropriated in in this in a good way, like in an in an adult way, way yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's just funny to me because, like, I, I agree with you. Like, people don't read the room; they just see Barbie and they think, "Great, bring the nine-year-old." But I feel like the nine-year-old could still watch and be like, "Barbie's on the screen and looks pretty." I, Barbie's on the screen and could looks be, pretty. Yeah, Barbie's I think the there's, screen. I think there's some serious adult undertones in this movie. Yeah. Like, like maybe so there are overtones. Kids watch so much things. Like, like, what's more adult than like parental death in Disney movies? Like, <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. Speak on that. I mean, like, I think with with. Uh, 
uh, like Deadpool, for instance, when it first came out, they did a, a, a on top of their marketing campaign, they also did a giant push like this isn't for children in mm-hmm. the same way that other Marvel movies is. Because there's a whole like group of young kids who love Deadpool. But wasn't Deadpool rated R? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah. also they didn't do that for that last Guardians movie and maybe they should have. Yeah, that movie. <laughs> oh, that should hurt. <laughs> the last Guardians movie should have worn for emotional trauma. Uh, exactly. exactly. Yeah. I want to hear from the only person at this table that has children. Oh, oh shit, yeah. What do y'all want to hear about? Uh, how much uh, How much do you, like, vet something before, like, taking... I mean, at this point, like, your youngest child is, like, you know, in mid-teens, you yeah, know, so... Yeah, she's 14, right. she's going to high school, and I, I have decided that I can't control the content that they access, yeah. so, you know, um, having conversations mm-hmm. is pretty essential. You can't control the world around them, so it's, uh, you know, just... Trying to set their mind straight as much as you can before they walk out the door. Our building, I think that's something that me and Bruce talk about when we talk about the future. The future. It's like, because it's really about now, because everything's in your phone, like at your fingertips, it's the real big push to build a relationship so that they come to you instead of just relying Mm -hmm. on what Google said. (laughs) Danny, do you care about Barbie at all? Asking the 15-year-old in the room. Yeah. 14. 14. 14. Okay, so 14-year-olds don't even care. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but her 18-year-old sister just went to see it and said on the way there, I don't care about this movie. It's probably going to suck, and I'm going to see it anyway. Mm -hmm. Respect. It's it's a moment. It's an iconic moment, a cultural iconic moment, and I I appreciate the, the timing of it to be released with another very iconic, I mean, maybe, I don't know. No, this is like... Okay. I saw a post that was like, this happens every 15 years. And the last time it was Mamma Mia versus um, the Dark Knight. Ah, and I was like, and I forgot the one before Christo- that. Another Christopher Nolan joint. Yeah. Hey, so maybe he times it that way. He's the consistent person in this. <laughs> I, I want to I wanna revisit last night's uh, unrecorded conversation about Christopher Nolan because Rooster has a soapbox on this. I, did, I think uh, Christopher Nolan is the Mike D'Antoni of of directors there's literally no maybe two listeners <laughs> of our entire pod will get that reference no, and, and nobody at this table no one at this table i thought you were gonna go for coppola no <laughs> <laughs> that is the i think that's the exact opposite of how rooster feels about christopher nolan i think christopher nolan is a great visual director great at spectacle i think in terms of storytelling though he's always kind of go just turns into more confusing more weird and people are just like a lot of not smart people feel smart watching his movies. Mm-hmm. Like they're like, this is brilliant. I saw a TikTok about the universe expanding and black holes and event horizons. So they think that like now he's really kicking some some brainiac shit. Uh, and it's really not. It's never really that good. How do we feel about Killian Murphy? Oh, we love Killian Murphy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sunshine like a motherfucker. Mm. Mm. Disc- 28 days disco pigs disco pigs. that was early that's an irish film no yeah i that's mean his first feature if i'm not mistaken yeah mm-hmm. yeah that was damn good okay all right well just checking the room how do we feel he about ha- he has the the gaunt like face of somebody who's done something very very wrong uh-huh which is very apt for this you just made a, <laughs> you just made an atomic bomb yeah you, gave, a, you should what, what the trailer say you've given humanity the tool to destroy itself mm-hmm. yeah. yeah Murphy. he has a face is, of somebody who just did that yeah they Here's a question I have. What's the future for Barbie? Are you going to go see Barbie 2? 
It depends on the storyline of Barbie 1. Okay, I'm not the right person to ask. I have hated Barbie since childhood. (laughs) Hey, no, there are so many articles about, like, the history of Barbie and, like, queer women, like, ripping their heads off or queer people's, like, ripping their heads off. Like, that's a whole subculture. Oh, yeah, no. That is still excited about this movie, kind of. Who did weird shit with Barbie dolls? It's like not ripping their heads off or making <laughs> them have sex with each other kiss. were like the big like things that I saw articles about. I like, thought they were evil. Like I wrote a short story one time for some fucking homework assignment where I called them like bioautomatic robotic beings intellectually enhanced wow. and they were coming to take over the world. Okay. Like that was my disdain for Barbies. <laughs> Someone had a lot going on. Someone had an active Tumblr. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Tumblr Tumblr's trying to make a, a make a comeback. Yeah, I actually Are they? they're not gonna. It's they not, it are. doesn't work. Hey, Tumblr, if you're listening, it's not gonna work unless you bring the porn back. <laughs> I mean, that that part, that part, that was the only reason I was ever on Tumblr. Exactly, and then you just happen to see all the other things. Not that I would. That's not the reason why I. Uh, I, I recently I recently sat sat. I was recently in a meeting with somebody from Tumblr as they're trying to like you know like rebrand and regroup and all these different things, and they're trying some really great initiatives you know but I don't know if it's uh... everything else already has a platform like the point of Tumblr was the chaos so now that they're doing all these moderating things mm-hmm. like they're, it doesn't Wait, matter who had a live journal briefly I'm, briefly I, it was mostly old? to look at others yeah. well who had a Zanga because that's even older mm. See? who had a dead journal because that's even emo <laughs> <laughs> I was here for the dead journal of it all. Speaking of dead and sequels. So this week we got a teaser trailer for the next season of American Horror Story. It is called Ooh. Delicate. I did not hear. What is it about? I didn't. It, it's oh, a you're teaser. Gonna be mad. It's a teaser trailer. We don't know. Get ready. It's called. Mad. It's called Delicate. Uh, there's something to do with a baby. We know that because there was like there's a is cradle. There cannibalism in it. I don't know. There was oh. there was a cradle. It's a teaser trailer. It's we a teaser trailer. Next to nothing. So, oh. Does everybody here watch American Horror Story? Because I feel like no. it was really big up until the fifth season, and then it just kind of. Well, no, so they got away from their stories were like smaller, but more interesting. And then they I feel like they tried to get bigger and bigger with the uh-huh. scope and the story quality just couldn't keep up. I agree. I think the last one I watched was whatever the one with uh, whatever her name, the fucking I- Mrs. Eisenhower and the aliens. Oh. I think that's when they were trying to like kind of bridge the pandemic era. So I think that's when they kind of went through this. Because it was like a two seasons. Like one was vampires, one was aliens, but it was one season and they just flipped back and forth between the storylines. It looked like it was a lot going on. I just didn't. That's what I'm saying. Like they, they tried to do too much and then the story, the quality of it all like failed. But I feel like it's been that way, honestly. Since Hotel, to be completely See, I honest. I think like Freak Show was the last one I watched. But even that one, I feel like that was but, like on a decline. But you know what, though? I kind of rock with Roanoke. Mm. I like Roanoke. I like I, the social commentary of Roanoke yeah, I, and I, what but, that but, did. Yeah. And I feel like Roanoke went back to the original DNA. Like, there was this moment in the beginning there's where you're not There's a house, there's characters to, moving right. in and out. Well, I'll say there was I a did watch naked, Roanoke. Uh, Adam Levine. <laughs> there's Lady Gaga for two seconds. <laughs> but <laughs> with Roanoke, when you get um, <laughs> Kathy Bates and horror, then you just automatically have no, gold. So true. Kathy Bates just, like, acted. No, that was, I will say that was pretty good, but I feel like it 
felt like it was chasing the previous seasons instead of standing on its mm-hmm. own. Like, I feel like they were trying to... It felt like... This feels like Tumblr, I swear to God. (laughs) (laughs) Tumblr has entered the chat. Look, and so with this new... Maybe also, will Kim Kardashian being in this new season, will that launch her into another space, almost like... So this is... Yeah, so this is the part that you're going to be upset about, Dominique. So that was one of the things in this teaser trailer. It was like, baby, like ominous, scary-looking motherfuckers holding baby and a cradle and announcing of some of the cast. And so confirmed cast members so far have been uh, Matt Kazurkri. Sure, that guy. Yeah. Emma oh, Roberts. Okay. okay. Oh, um, uh, she's oh, an abuser, geez. but you know, okay. Kim Kardashian is a confirmed cast member. She's high on that bill. Cara Delevingne. Okay. Okay, yeah, you know, she's the she's the sound it out the weird chick. <laughs> There's two, the, the, the undulating chick from the first Suicide Squad. <laughs> okay, there you go. Annabelle Dexter Jones, Micaela J Rodriguez, and Zachary Quinto is coming back. Oh, oh, Zachary's coming no, back! No, stop, because you're gonna be so mad when he hooks up with Kim K. I know he don't really like her anyway. He gave. Tumblr's answered the chat. That's right. That's right. <laughs> He so, broke my heart. I hope he breaks hers too. We don't have a lot of information yet. Who's the main actor who did um, the serial killer movie? Which serial killer yeah, movie? Yeah, that's like half of them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're talking about the one that's been on American Horror Story like repeatedly, yes. right? He played. Uh, Are you talking about Evan Peters? Yes, Evan yes. Peters. Uh, Evan Peters. He's taking Evan? a break. He's taking a break for his mental health. That's because he gets like really into his characters. I, I, I love it. how excited you were to tell us oh, yeah. that. <laughs> that was it, yeah. Because Dahmer was yeah. straight up Tumblr yeah. vibes. Yeah, Dahmer was intense. <laughs> Dom- I'm good for him. You I support. The, we the, didn't finish it. No, it, it was hard to watch too because uh, we were watching Dahmer at the same time that we were watching American Horror Story. And what it was? Was it just called NYC? NYC? Oh, it was like yeah. the yeah. similar storylines. Yeah, it was these yeah. overlapping storylines of like serial killers killing gay men, and I was like, I'm not sure which show I'm watching right now mm-hmm. which what happened on the last episode i shouldn't be watching these two at the same time it and they're both yeah. like based on real stories and- yeah mm-hmm. it was intense it was intense you know what else is intense north korea <laughs> <laughs> okay so not so heavy-handed like segue there segways uh so this this was a this was a news article that was brought by jr uh apparently there was a u.s military soldier that was caught trying oh, to running run across the dmz Yes, to and try North to get Korea to North Korea. Got that ass. Did North Korea get him, or did yeah. or did we get him? No, no, okay. no, North Korea has him. North, North Korea, Korea has him. him. But he was running towards them like it was like he had just got penalized, and it's like suspected that like that's what he wanted, and so now there's like a concern about what type of branch he was in, like in the information he had for like for him being like a turncoat. I'm just mad that go. he's black. Like that's <laughs> what I'm. Here's some, here's some background for those who don't know. The 23 year old Army private who intentionally crossed into North Korea on. Tuesday has been had been grieving the loss of his young cousin, struggling with distance from home and acting unlike himself when he was previously arrested in South Korea, where he was stationed, his family said Wednesday. Uh, Private second class Travis King, uh, King, who ran at top speed from a tour group visiting uh, the joint security area in the truce village known as Pan. I'm not Korean. Crossed the border Tuesday, ended up in North Korean custody. So, but there there was also some other background about it. They said that uh, he had gotten in trouble in the South in South Korea, went to jail uh, for an assault, 
But I know some homies who are black and have gone to South Korea, and they say sometimes you got to hit people because South Koreans be saying shit. I mean, I'm heavily racist. My question is, like, how fucked up does your life have to be that being captured by North Korea is a better alternative to where you currently are? Isn't North Korea the bad side? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) They're the not friendly with us side. They're the Oppenheimer side. South Korea is the Barbie Barbie side. side. (laughs) There you go. Well, I like... I'll say, like, maybe he thought that he would just be shot. Like, there is that sort Again, of Again, how like, bad does your situation have to be to where, like... That's how you commit suicide. suicide. Like, yeah. that's your go-to for suicide. Here's my question. How, how old is this kid? 23. Oh. So he doesn't... Oh. Yeah. The, the, your, his brain was has not finished developing. It doesn't happen till 25. <laughs> And even then, it's a crapshoot. Yeah, and according to our last two uh, podcasts, uh, it happens until after 25, because 25-year-olds shouldn't be dating, apparently. Well, that's, that's when the, the plugs last come in. You know, it still needs time to rewire. <laughs> Any thoughts on Korea, Mandy Lynn? Are you pro-Kim Jong-un? <laughs> Nah, fuck that guy. Fuck but that guy, don't fuck but that don't guy fuck ever. that guy. That's coming, right. And coming in hot That's here from after yeah, Sushi yeah, shots. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Kim Jong-un, fuck you. And thank you, thank you, Mandy Lynn, for that fantastic uh, segue. Speaking of fuck that guy, Greg but Abbott, guy. but don't fuck that guy. Greg Abbott is, uh, so last week we very briefly mentioned, and I'm glad that we did, that uh, he had ordered some barbed-wired buoys to be thrown into the Rio Grande to deter people from crossing and then ordered, you know, like Border Patrol or state troopers to like push people back in the river. Well, now Greg Abbott in the state of Texas is being sued, A, actively by a local business owner and B, by the U.S. State Department over these barbed wire buoys being like, yeah, you can't do that. Oh my gosh, yes! (laughs) Handicap Hannibal needs to get taken down! I'm so tired of him! There are literally like there are laws against booby traps because of the intent to harm people. Because <laughs> this isn't a Scooby Doo movie. <laughs> like, who is his legal counsel? These sound like war crimes because they are. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so how do we feel about all that? His statement that he made hides behind his position when he says he didn't order for them to push migrants back. Um, But he at least needs to acknowledge maybe he didn't order that, but also condemn the people down on the border who could be doing that at the same time. And like, there's gotta be some kind of a responsibility for the effects of what you do. Like if you put something dangerous out into the world where you know people are going, like that's intent to harm someone, so. Yeah, if I put a that's bear right. trap in like a Walmart dressing room, like mm-hmm. it's gonna get some people. That's right, if Hillbilly- And it's fucked up. <laughs> if Hillbillies put bear traps out on our driveway, it's because they're coming to eat us. Not, not that there's we're anywhere near where a Hillbilly could do that to us, just right. mm. We're in a safe space here. Yeah, because we're in an undisclosed location. (laughs) (laughs) Near Johnson City off of 290. (laughs) Maybe, allegedly, hypothetically. (laughs) Just in case anyone needs to find us. But nobody oh, knows. Is there a difference between rednecks and hillbillies? Yes, Yo, okay, okay, go, 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 Mandy. No, 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 no. Mandy came in hot yesterday. <laughs> Let's go, Mandy. I mean, there, there Cold is. Like, well, some are on the hills and some put, aren't. Put it, put it, put it, <laughs> it's more obvious. Put it near your mouth. Put it 
Yeah. Fear your mouth yeah. like a dick. Yeah. There you go. Put yeah. a to my yeah. mouth? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly Okay. It. No, no. I mean, that's it. There's yeah. an obvious difference, and people like they sometimes skim over the obvious, and the obvious is I had like four tequila shots, and hillbillies, <laughs> hillbillies live in the hills, and rednecks are just on flatlands. On flat also, so hillbillies, hillbillies are the Appalachian people because they came from the mountains. Is that know. what you're saying? I, like. No, you're putting words in her mouth. Well, yeah. well no, like I'm saying, like we're literally in the Texas Hill Country Ultra right now. Hill Country. Yeah. These are not those kind of hills, though. <laughs> tell us so about the hills. Are no, these are these the are not the kind of hills you can uh, uh, build underground uh, bunkers in, and and uh, yeah, and that goes back to the what? Appalachians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, 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 they don't. So we're talking about like mid, mid, mid Atlantic hills. Well, no, we're Mountains. okay. Where's Virginia? Hold that's on. The yeah, that's 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 West Virginia, <laughs> like Kentucky, Virginia, like Virginia. those those little areas over there. Yeah, <laughs> I got some. I got some distant roots up oh. there in the hillbilly mountains. So I do. Coal mine country. <laughs> Mostly like in Paintsville, Kentucky, and and West Virginia. And, is that the yeah. Appalachians? Yes. That's exactly I, I love the Appalachians. I love driving through is, them. Is that I where the Hills Have Eyes took place? Is it what? Is that where the Hills Have Eyes took place? No, that was actually out in uh, out in the it's west. west. That was like the Rockies, like the edge of the Rockies mm, in the yeah. desert. The desert of, of like New So Mexico this is more Texas or... Chainsaw Massacre is what we're living through. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Jeep- that's redneck. Jeepers Creepers. All right, Mary Fuck. No, Jeepers Mary- Creepers is not here. Mary Fuck Kill, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Rednecks, or Hillbillies. Let's go. <laughs> I would which marry the Texas think- Chainsaw Massacre. No, which one do you think it is? Hillbillies, and then I would murder the Rednecks. No, I'd say, okay, so I'd say marry Hillbillies, and then. Well, but why? And then you fuck like the, the Rednecks. And then kill the Texas Chainsaw Massacre because I'm trying. To, I'm thinking survivability. No, like, so, I'm here for the Mary the Hillbillies. Like if they, they will protect you, me, they will protect you. Like, I, like hillbillies <laughs> ride or die for each other. Yeah, I still don't understand the functional difference between a hillbilly and a redneck. I don't know if it's functional so much. It's as like geographic. it's a regional thing. It's like yeah. it's like it's like. East Texas and Albuquerque Mexicans and South Texas and Valley Mexicans. Because right. it also becomes it's cultural. Like it's, it's all green chili. But if I'm gonna choose, that's to, where the line is. It's green chili or not. If I'm gonna choose to kill one and then fuck the other, one, I need to know. All right, so you just got it all depends on how much you like proximity. green chili. <laughs> what are you into culturally? <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah. Do you like your uh, rednecks with teeth or not? Nah? <laughs> <laughs> you are getting canceled. I know a lot of rednecks with no teeth. So that doesn't. That's kind of a parallel thing, like. And yeah. so then, wait, 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 wait. So then, right. rednecks. You know, the the term rednecks comes from you know the fact that they're like out in the yeah, sun the all the time, and rednecks. so there's like this sunburn on the back of their necks. Do hillbillies not have red necks because no. they're, they're underground? They're shade in the caves. They're shade in the caves. They're shade in the caves. They're shade in the coal mines. Okay. That's right. They're yeah. shade in the coal mines. Got there it. Is. I'm glad we clarified that record. Speaking of people that are receiving shade uh let's get into our next segment uh which is one of us doesn't know what we're talking about one of us doesn't know what we're talking about that's what we're getting into next as we refill anybody else need a refill let's go 
Reload. Mandy was talking cash shit. Like, I'm four tequila shots in. Where y'all at? That's and right. We had a, we, She's feeling like, the rush. I was like, I gotta catch up, right man. I'm on, I'm on this podcast. She like, is what am feeling I doing? the rush. Um, so, I put this in here. Troy Savon recently released his newest single called Rush, sure. which, show of hands, uh, who knows what that means? Those were words. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, so, that's what you told me about. Yeah. So, uh, Troy Savon, for those that don't know, is a musician, uh, pop singer thing, uh, who is le gay. And he released this uh, song called Rush, which is all about like, ooh, I feel the rush. I feel your rush. I love your touch. Blah, blah, blah. Who yeah. hasn't? Um, and everybody in the queer community understands that this is code for we're high on poppers. And oh, I know I everybody everybody on this podcast does know what being high on poppers feels like. Allegedly. Like, yeah. shout out to allegedly, hypothetically, being introduced to poppers. <laughs> well, shout out to gay secrets being sold. You know, get him community. That's <laughs> right. That's right. Shout out to everyone who listens to this pod who's going to now think that we went on a weird poppers orgy <laughs> vacay. We did not. We did that not. That is not this trip. We were listening to Rush the whole trip. time. Uh, Maybe the next trip. Right. And so he released this uh, music video that is very, you know, like gay sex, but you know, forward where like it's people like rubbing up on each other and like Troy Sivan making these faces of like, oh, I'm so high. It would definitely be outlawed in Russia. It would definitely be outlawed <laughs> in Russia. People are making out with each other. Everyone is sweaty sort of thing. And then the Internet lost its mind because it was like everybody on this video is like young and fit and hot and there's no body diversity. I hard agree. And I mean, yeah, but also like that's some were, surface level shit. Were, were, was there any body diversity in Janet Jackson's nasty? Uh, was there any body no, diversity? But that's because in that was Rhythm Nation behind her. <laughs> Get your facts straight. Was there any yeah. body diversity in Lady Gaga's Alejandro? No, but that was part of the I problem. I feel like we gotta hold the gays to a higher standard. <laughs> that's fair. I think because I, now that Forty is in my direct line of sight, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm tired of seeing is young, gorgeous people. You know, Fuck no, them. I would say this, this is something first. that's not just happening in the gay community. There's been a rise up because even like Too Hot to Handle and uh, what's that? Love is Blind. Oh, they get complaints every season as well about the lack of body diversity. Like these shows are supposed to be about building deeper connections and people finding love. Yeah. Why aren't there? Like, I think the last season of Is Love is Blind had like one like big girl girl like she wasn't even like i don't know like i don't know they didn't talk about her sizes and stuff but like they had one person who was bigger than the rest of them and it was kind of yeah, like, like if love is blind then how come you don't have stan from accounting yeah like that's what like so like i'm saying it's like, like what does everybody got a six-pack uh. it's not just the gay community being attacked with this uh, complaint i'm saying there's a lot of complaints about this in in media in, in general. general i mean and there has been a lot of complaints about this since the dawn of vogue magazine right like the this real is... enemy is metabolism in your 20s <laughs> which immediately disappears in your 30s oh, and i was about then... to say not as metabolism in your 30s yeah, that is no, the enemy no. no yeah yeah or the lack thereof yeah 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 I'm, and I'm not saying that you're wrong you know like I definitely agree that like yes like it's something we should be conscious of and like Troy Sivan even came out and said like it wasn't even something we thought about, right? You just hire dancers, and all dancers are, you know, like all they're the fit. dancers. They dance. They're fit. They dance, right? Not all, 
Not all. Not all. You're right. You're right. Not all. But she's that's an exception. Put it up to your mouth. Yes. And even Monique back in what? Oh eight. Put it up to their mouth. Doing the Beyonce. So I don't want to hear that. You're right. You're right. But like he didn't even think about it. His team didn't even think about it. And I get it. And but my thing is like we have such few like gay mainstream artists that like why are we still like cut we can critique Dude, without this is canceling the Demi- no this is the democratic argument like why are there like 15 different sects of democrats fighting amongst each other instead of just protecting ourselves from republicans it's the same shit it's like why can't we get that? our shit together this is why black people will never get reparations because we too busy fighting <laughs> Fight each other yeah, I was gonna say, that's the, the same argument salad. that we make when like where's the representation of the hispanic community and something comes out for us and we're like this is wrong this is wrong I and mean, we critique we, we, it so it, it happens amongst ourselves we did and then the republicans yeah and the republicans just <laughs> yeah, sit back everybody. and they're like okay Let we're just gonna make another we're just gonna push forward another law that you guys do not want while you guys like, fight I, amongst yourselves i think the question is how incremental do we want change like are we trying to see everything all at once or do we want to say okay we've got gay representation in media okay we have gay Mm -hmm. bigger people representation in media like do we want to take it step by step no like some people just want to see it I want me representation in media that's what I want where is the but he really doesn't ignore this Mexican dude with on, bad metabolism. There's so many high. of them. There's so Actually, many of yeah, them. Yeah. With worse metabolisms than Primo. you. Is he on Primo? Am I on Primo? Are you on Primo? Actually, no. I had the homie, the Green Lantern. What was that one show? It was There was that uh, show on Netflix. It was called Mo. And he, oh, yes. It's basic. But he's not uh, Mexican. Yeah, he's, he's like Middle Eastern. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, that's rude. So I was like, oh, shit. And we watched the trailer and it does look like. And representation sometimes shows up in the weirder places. True facts. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, the song is catchy. It's a summer bop. It's a summer anthem. Uh, if we, we can watch the video if we want, or we don't have to. Uh, it is it is what it is. And, yeah, like, let's let's critique it. But also, like, can, can, we, can we have some joy? Let's just all be happy about it. Yeah. Enjoy the summer. A little bit. Speaking of other things that are happening this summer that people are taking joy in, the Women's World Cup has started. I don't. I don't have any. Again, one of us doesn't know what we're talking about. And I'm. I'm the one of us. Uh, so JR. who does? <laughs> I brought that up earlier. Oh, y'all, <laughs> y'all were napping and like you know you leave Way me. Way to call us out. You just leave me. Right? And nobody tell you to tell the podcast we were napping. <laughs> That's how we vacation in our thirties. I mean, okay, we, we said nap. we're on vacation, so nap's gonna happen. This guy watches soccer three sixty five. <laughs> Do you watch soccer with like one of those like screens where you've got like four different games happening no, at the same time? I do. <laughs> he, said, he said he said no, and Pinto was like yes. Two depends. Uh, yeah, um, I brought it up. Y'all were napping, so y'all y- y'all weren't look y- y'all weren't watching. So you know, I just so kind of got free reign. Explain to us. Yeah, I I woke up and he was watching a soccer game. <laughs> uh, right now, earlier today. 8 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> I, I brought it up, and then uh, as soon as I brought it up, I'm like, why did I even bring it up? Because I watched the first two games, and because the hosts are this year are New Zealand and Australia. So I watched those yeah! two games. Yeah. <laughs> um, wait, wait. I need you to explain right. that violent right. outburst. 
Oh, no, I just, like, I fucking love, like, we might move to New Zealand and, or Australia and y'all may never see us again. Like, I no. Love, I love the look on Rooster's face, like, the fuck? Yeah, no. the, the, okay, that no, look he was like, a perfect no, encapsulation of one of us doesn't know what we're talking no. about. He, he frightened y'all. We done talked about this. Like, I've always like, loved New Zealand. I've loved, I've loved New Zealand hey, ever relax. since Lord of the Rings and I That's was, like, nine point. years old. We're not moving to New Zealand we're, just because Lords of the Rings were but, how many San Antonios? Australia was like that is one of the places Everything that would be safest for us. You. Yes, but it's one. You know who doesn't? The, the random white people around me. Okay, so I mean facts. It's just all the animals and the bugs and the snakes yeah. No, that's the- cool. Like, but if we're all united, like in surviving, I'm that's like okay. More kangaroos and people. So there are. So and guess what? They this- don't necessarily want to kill me. But anyway. Back to the back to the summer. Back to the summer. Back to the summer. summer, summer league. So, welcome I, I, to Tumblr. I, I, all right, <laughs> Tumblr has entered the chat. Yeah, I watched those two games, and the U.S. played last night. They beat Vietnam three zero. Like yeah. we did in the seventies. Right. No, 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 we didn't. No, we didn't. I, like it reminded me, like the last. Jimmy is World not a military buff. <laughs> no, no. It's the last women's World Cup, the U.S. played Thailand for their opener, and they beat them 10-0. And I remember there was this big controversy. 10-0. Yes, and there was this big controversy. I've never seen what? double digits in a soccer game. No, they, they happen. But the U.S., like as we know by now, the women's. U.S. women's soccer team is a powerhouse in world soccer. Um, Respect. Yeah, but. There was a big controversy back then because they were celebrating the fifth, the sixth, the seventh goal like it was the first one of the final. Like they were like dan- doing dances. They were like in, so in it was soccer, like you celebrate. It was like yeah, you celebrate. But what I'll bring up is that there is a sort of etiquette that if you're beating the, the opponent 5-0, it's a no contest. High five and just go back to your positions. Nice. Like so, don't be a dick. Yeah. And so Americans are dicks, even the yeah. women. And, and that's what I think when I watched Australia, New Zealand, the U.S., the women's teams play even the men's team even though the u.s men's team is you know garbage garbage garbage, like it's still a first world country so i'm not gonna celebrate the u.s beating vietnam 3-0 hey i'm rocking with haiti right now in the women's world cup that's that's where i'm at (laughs) right because soccer used to be the great equalizer the u.s would come to soccer and they couldn't do shit Mm-hmm. I mean, we still kind of can't. I mean, yes. well, women can. This, this, this goes back to you know, like Robin Williams live on Broadway, where like he was like, "America made it to the 16. Yeah. You know, like you don't understand. Up until now, the U.S. team was like on the Special Olympics. Like, yeah. it's not good. Yeah, and, and, and where, where I sound with U.S. soccer is like we can let the U.S. have soccer too. <laughs> no, I, I, I can't. We already so let them play baseball. Wait, what happened with the Gold Cup? Because I know you oh, know. The, the Gold uh, Cup, uh, they went out against Panama. So I was really happy because Panama's been trying to like up their program. Viva Panama. And, and I fuck then, with y'all. Shout out to Richard Jones, Mrs. Jones. I fuck with y'all. Yeah. Shout out to Naja Green. We fuck with y'all too. Yeah. Shout out to Mr. Panama and Mrs. Panama. Shout out to Panama yeah. Jack. I love your hats. And then Panama went up to with Mexico. Yeah. Mexico beat them in the final ones. And it was God a really right, good game. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that, that, that was then, a fun game. 
was that the final? That was a final. So Mexico won. Mexico won. Hey! That was last year? That was this year. That was, that was this last year. week. Okay. Like, that was last a few week. weeks ago. Oh, two yeah. weeks ago, yeah. yeah. I, only, I, I only know this yeah. because two weeks ago I was visiting my family down yeah. in Laredo and, and they, they were, were watching, watching the Gold yeah. Cup. Yeah, I was like, San Antonio Mexicans don't be like bumping soccer as much. No. They, like they doubled down yeah. on Spurs, but I didn't hear nothing. I feel like anywhere else I would have seen like parades, people shooting firecrackers. And like, and so, but Deepo, okay. that's the other thing too that kind of gets me with U.S. soccer because I feel like in the political landscape I've kind of been conditioned to when I see somebody being ultra patriotic with the flags and the stars and the stripes I get weird I get a funny right. feeling like I, I, uh, I don't know uh, I agree can they want to kill me yeah, can we talk about that for a second? Whereas, like, American patriotism has now become a form of, like, for for people that aren't, like, white as a form of, like, oh, is this white nationalism? Like, I don't, you know, like, as much as I am an American. It's a feeling of suspect. Yeah, suspect. The, yeah. If some, like, we, we talked about it yesterday. We're here in, you know, like, an undisclosed location in Johnson City just off of 290, and we passed a whole bunch of, like, wineries, and then there was one winery that was, like, freedom winery yeah. with, like, an American flag and a bald eagle, and I was like, nope, not that one. Legit not that one. Confederate flag, like, site. Yeah, that freaked me out. I'm going to say this is maybe a hot take, but I swear to God, all the Winter Olympics were just created so that uh, non-white people don't participate. <laughs> <laughs> say I'm wrong. Yeah, no. You're not. Uh, and then there was a story, I think, in the... Except for the Jamaican yeah. bobsled team. Yeah. That was yes. it. <laughs> when, when the U.S. played Panama, there was like the they clip going on. They didn't win, by the way. I just want to make sure. <laughs> they yeah, like they, they were not there. Win. Yeah, they, they were, were there. there. Yeah. They're the real winners. They got a Disney contract. <laughs> yeah. No, the, the, in the U.S. Panama game, there was this clip of the goalkeeper, the U.S. goalkeeper, like when they were doing the national anthem, because that's what they do in the international soccer games, right? And he was like, you know, he has his hand over his heart, and he was clutching his chest like he was like, having a heart attack. And the thing was like, oh, that's what, that's what it's like to be a real American. And I'm thinking, I want to see that man's voting record. Mm. Like, uh, like, because it, it is true. Like, like you're saying, it kind of turned into a statement. That if you're ultra uber American, and this is why Jr. is rage against the machine. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just feel like the American flag stands for freedom in the same way that like the Constitution stood for freedom during slavery. Yeah, I think I do completely agree with Jr. Where I, American sensibilities in most national sports. Is that we come in and then we bring American brashness and America and 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 and, and, and in a way and this is why the whole world just wants us to fail. I'm sorry. That's who no they do they like oh, yeah. they like when we lose but I guess to a certain extent too that that's brashness, why we get bombed that that brashness also seems like a for a form of colonialism. It's like there's 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 already something mm. happening that has been happening for years and years and years. We you're accepted into it. You can appreciate it. You can be a part of it. But then when we start getting even the smallest modicum of of, of success, we're like, goddamn right, red. These fucking Pull colors don't run. Uh, so uh, I recently caught up on uh, the latest season of The Problem with John Stewart, uh, which oh, yeah. you know, John Stewart, national treasure. I think one one of the most you know like uh, always uh, welcome on the pod. Always welcome <laughs> on the pod. One of the most amazing, I think, American you know influencers. Uh, of our time uh, and in the last episode it was one of those things where it's like World War 3 is about to happen and so he went on this uh, world tour trying to figure out like so who's on what team 
right? And he like sat down. He went to the United Nations. He went to the EU. He went to all these places to be like, right, who's on what side of the line, right? It's us versus Russia. Who's on which team? And over and over and over again, people were just like, yeah, but we just kind of like, the same way that like America looks at France being like, I don't know where you stand on issues. The rest of the world looks at the U.S. being like, I don't know where you stand on issues, friend. See, I don't understand you're saying that about France because I feel like a lot. Maybe it's just the younger people look at France with like lust filled eyes. No, and yeah, it's like, why yeah. can't I pull out in my dreams? I pull out the guillotine myself See, and like, make no. the revolution happen. <laughs> I don't think that I people think look a, at America like that America is looking out for France America current. and everyone else knows that. Yeah, yeah. And the thing with France is that right now in France, there is a huge right wing uprising that is happening that looks like it might take over the co- the government, you know, oh, and that's shit. why that's why people are like, uh, but they're France? having heavy, but like, are France you on Russia stuff about it or are you on? And that's where like people are looking at America at the U.S. being like, um, so are you? white supremacists or are you pro-democracy it's like america people are trying to seek asylum in france and france has said no Fuck like no. you cannot Borders come into france yeah yeah greg abbott style uh-huh well speaking of nationalities uh let's get out of here throwing barbed into the channel <laughs> uh, let's get out of here and get into our next segment how much for a gram because everyone wants to be mexican I love love this child. I will adopt him tomorrow. Yeah. Speaking of soccer and Mexico. So there was a video that went viral on social media of a young black child. And when I say young, I think two, maybe three years old. Mm -hmm. uh, That was throwing a temper tantrum in his car seat on his way home from school because he wanted to be Mexican. And his mom was like, you don't want to be black anymore? He's like, no, I want to be I, I think I'll throw in here that he wanted to be Mexican because he thought he had to be Mexican to have quesadillas. Exactly. Well, that's, where, that's what I was getting. And so, like, when okay. his mom when his mom interrogated and being like, why do you want to be Mexican? He was like, because they have quesadillas and I want quesadillas. And she was like, you don't want to be, uh, was it Ecuadorian? I don't remember. No. I don't remember what it was. And he's like, why can't I be Mexican? No, 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 he was Ethiopian. Ethiopian, there you go. And he was like, why can't I be Mexican? And he's like, well, because I'm not Mexican, your dad's not Mexican. And he's like, well, I want to be Mexican! Ah!" And like threw a whole ass tantrum over these quesadillas. Well, El Tris, am I pronouncing that correctly? Okay. El Tris. (laughs) I have no idea who the fuck El Tris is, except for the fact that it's probably a soccer player. It's El Tris, it's the nickname given to the national team. Because okay. of the tricolor on the flag. Ah. So El Tri is, so the whole, the whole national Mexican team, team went to this child to give him a, a shirt, to hang out with him. Oh, puppies, yeah. quesadillas. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He's yeah. like, you can be Mexican, homie. Yes, yeah, the entire. There's a whole video of it. He's over the moon with his little <laughs> shirt and. I, I feel like we should play the Mexican national anthem right now. <laughs> you have, you, have you read the lyrics to that? that yes, shit is I awesome. Have. That shit goes hard. I'm telling you, compared to the United States national anthem, yeah. JR sings it Ooh. with all his heart. Yeah, every time. You should. All his no, heart. my grandmother, every time we're like watching a soccer game when the Mexican national anthem, she is 90 years old. She will stand up and salute. She's like, I, I, no, I do not know this. the words to the American national anthem. I know them to the Mexican national anthem. I know the words to the chorus. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, they, the entire Mexican national soccer team went to this kid and gave him all this paraphernalia and was like, you are an honorary Mexican. Here are your 14 quesadillas. All right. Look, I got to do this. The Mexico, the Mexican national anthem in English. In English okay. Mexicans at the shout of war, make ready the steel and the bridle and may the earth tremble at its centers That's at the right. resounding roar of the don, cannon don, don, and may don. the earth tremble at its centers at the resounding roar of the cannon. Cannons, little gird of fatherland, your brow with olive by divine archangel of peace, for in heaven your eternal destiny was written by the finger of God. That's right. But if some <laughs> enemy outlander should dare to profane your ground with his soul, think, oh beloved fatherland, <laughs> that heaven has given you a soldier in every son. That's so, right. So, you know, what I want to say about this. One. Now, see, what I want to say about this is like, this is clearly a song this is a Mary J's Blige anthem after you have been through some shit so like the American national anthem was like a young teen bop it was, was they, Maya. Did, they Maya didn't song. know they didn't know what they know not even Maya like it was a like it was like a early early Justin Bieber like there's people that like it because it's poppy but it wasn't really saying anything because they hadn't gone through anything yet yes. the Mexican national anthem they don't been through some shit. some shit and this is them getting their lick back this is their my life. That is, if my life was a national anthem, right. it is the Mexican national Me anthem. Wait, 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 it, it, it gets better. <laughs> <laughs> Stanza two. Okay. <laughs> War, war without quarter to any who dare to tarnish the coat of arms of the country. War, war, let the national banners be soaked in waves of blood. War, war in the mountain, in the valley, let the cannons thunder in horrid unison. And may the sonorous echoes resound with cries of union, liberty. I just want to say that the black national anthem is talking about lift every voice and sing. Like, we need to run it back. We need to run it back. We need a little bit of edits. We're too nice. Nah, because we just If you go to school in Mexico, every fucking Monday with a flag ceremony. Uh In the courtyard, bro. Mexico was like, we have been conquered and colonized a few too many times for our liking, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking rockets red glare my ass. My ass. Mexicanos a grito de guerra, motherfuckers. Well, I also do want to point out. Oh, no, go ahead. No, no, go Oh, no, I was going to say, uh, we saw a little kid video, and it was a mixed little kid, like, who was black and Mexican. <laughs> as, she, and as she holds on to her husband's to arm. their Mexican mother and was like, why don't you ever cook me black food? You don't make me fried chicken. I'm half black. Where is my black food? So here is so, here is my take on what, the, to, to get to the Tumblr of it all. Here is my take on this, where it's like uh, it's it's interesting to me, like how in certain terms we we uh, identify as ethnicities, but in other terms we identify as nationalities, yeah. and it's mm-hmm. like why can't this kid be Mexican? Like yeah. Let them exist. Let, let him Dual be a black Mexican. Yeah. Let, let them love the culture. That yes. is the Mexico culture. Exactly. Let him love what he wants to love. And exactly. if that's the Mexican culture, do it. What yeah. Chavela Vargas say? Mexicans are born wherever the fuck they want. God damn exactly. right. Exactly. <laughs> I think. I mean, Rooster has a uh, has a whole ser- like stanza in a poem uh, that acknowledges that in San Antonio, everyone is Mexican. That's okay? true. Except the Puerto Ricans. <gasps> Except the Puerto Ricans. Mm. They're so Puerto Ricans. Mm. 
Mm. Respectfully. <laughs> but now we got to go to something deeper. We got to go to. We, we, we don't own the rights to that. We can't we play do it. Not, we just got to say we don't own the rights to it. <laughs> and Tracy, if you want to sue us, you're always welcome on the pod. You're always welcome on the pod. So, uh, it has come to light. Tracy is sitting in a pile of money right now. I so hope so. I hope I so. I love that. Love that for her. I really hope so. So, it has come to light that uh, Luke, Luke Combs. Combs, who is a person. Time out. How much country music are you privy to? Anybody? JR? Am, oh, I'm a huge fan. No, okay, Pinto. shut up. Y'all some Luke Combs okay. fans? Okay, I just I wanted am. to make sure. Five Leaf Clover is my shit. There we okay. go. Can I ask a question? Ask a question. Yeah. Luke Combs, redneck or hillbilly? Uh, he's too famous to be. No, yeah. either. <laughs> either. 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 Maybe he yeah. He's Nashville. Maybe he used to be. He leans redneck. Yeah, yeah. Leans redneck. He leans redneck for in terms of like the people who redneck like his shit. Redneck adjacent. Into the microphone. Redneck adjacent. <laughs> Someone say it. I say redneck leaning. You say redneck adjacent. Yeah, same, same thing. thing. Same thing. Same thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't so think it's Luke Holmes uh, recently released a new album, and on it is this cover of Tracy Chapman's Fast Car, which apparently he's been covering at... We do not own the rights to this. So I'm just going to talk over Luke it so we don't get canceled. We won't. That's not the Luke so version, apparently, is it? No, that's the Luke. No, we need that's the Tracy the Luke. Chapman No, we did that version. first. We already did that. That's Apparently, a, that's a we need to give her play. Apparently, he's been doing this cover at his live shows for years, right? Which, okay. sure, absolutely. And this wasn't even the single he released on his new album, but it has caught flame. It has caught fire. Everybody fucking loves it. Why? Because it's fucking Tracy Chapman. And so the controversy that has emerged from this was Luke Combs is getting all this, you know, like, wah, over fast uh, acclaim and celebratory and residuals and royalties whereas like Tracy Chapman a 50 year old black queer woman would never have gotten this kind of like uh, acclaim and and praise in the country world for the song that she wrote I was thinking about this the other day because I have been bothered when I hear that song on the radio Um, and so I hear that song announced Luke Combs new single Fast Car zero mention of Tracy Chapman and growing up with that song it bothers me knowing the origin of that song and probably people who are newly hearing that song knowing what that is um but I think you can say that um when new music does come out because we repeat we repeat music over and over um through the years but then also on the other side, I just thought of this a couple of days ago, because Tracy Chapman wrote the song, I hope she's getting her pay That's by the, right. by the song being she played be. over and over again. So if she's getting her coin from that song, then good for her. And that I mean, if there's me anything that the writers the and actor strike has taught us is probably not. Well, my thing, I would say kind of um, going back to the Taylor Swift of it all. Uh, going to the Taylor Swift of it all is kind of like the same thing when she redid what September, September. like it was trash. But that's her I version say, of September was trash. Exactly, but I'm saying like to give him the credit he didn't 
make it bad because I will say the Taylor Swift <laughs> right, right, version right, right. of September I like, I've heard sounded both versions. like shit. Like it didn't have like it wasn't just like a redoing. There was it didn't feel like homage. It just it was it felt cheap. And I'll say like it for his like version, it doesn't feel like a cheapened wait, wait. version. It, 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 really, it, it really does feel like a version that really? is you know like one hundred percent like honoring. Like I love yes. this fucking song, and more people need to know about exactly. it. Yeah, I agree. What's no, I mean, well, let Hold me tell you. Hold it up to your mouth. <laughs> yeah, you be down here. Put it in. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, take it about Luke Combs. Yeah, you can't hear you. You got it now. I don't give a shit about Luke Combs. <laughs> yeah. Actually, what I give a shit about is Tracy Chapman. Goddamn right. Who I've been listening to since I was knee high to a grasshopper, right? That's right. And every single time I have heard Luke Combs do that version on the radio, I have turned that shit off and turned on Tracy Chapman. I've had two opportunities to listen to that song with somebody and tell them where the original came from. And as long as Tracy Chapman's getting royalties and I and, yeah. and there's a revived interest in her song, and we all have the opportunity to tell people how much better it is That's than this right. country. Everyone needs to know about Gimme one reason wait, okay? wait, wait, wait. Oh, I just don't think that that's the people who are say, listening yeah. to Luke Combs are also that, listening yeah. to Tracy Chapman like there I don't you, see them I don't see the translation happening the crossover the is yeah. Yeah. It's it's one thing is like right, why right, is right. this is the thing where it's like yeah if Tracy's get, if Tracy's getting Tracy's check then absolutely and like shining new light on and, it and it's the the same thing of um, I will always love you right the Whitney mm-hmm. Houston and Dolly Parton of it all Right. Well, I have a question though about how the music industry works. This is what I was trying to. Nobody here works in the music industry, so I don't know if we have an answer. Well, he knows kind of, but and Mm. y'all might know because this is general knowledge. It's like, well, how can he call it a new single instead of needing to call it a cover? Because it's a new Luke Combs single. Yes, but it wasn't even. But it wasn't even released as a single. It no, just it is got, now. It, well, it is now, but it wasn't released as a single. It was just another out, no, another no, no. song on his track this is that like happened. caught fire. It, it wasn't well, so just like, that. How is it wait, not wait, wait, wait. Because this is what happened. It's the Instagram and TikTok of it all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it caught fire through TikTok and Instagram. And people were like, oh my God, this song just speaks to us. And da, da, da. Luke Holmes, you fucking songwriting genius. Like, and it's then, not necessarily that it is a new single. That's right. what people are calling it. It's a, it's because a they're unaware of the Tracy Chapman version. Right. And oh. be clear, like, bands, when they go on tour, like, it doesn't matter what genre, they always cover songs. Well, yeah, yeah. No, like, it's just, like, for the like, money of it, like, how wait, is it wait, not? No, no, because because you can get away with it on, like, on live shows. Because yeah. you're not profiting, like, for the one song. So, like, Blink-182 <laughs> would do Misfit songs. Foo Fighters would do like Metallica songs like you just it's something that they do while they're on tour to like uh, mix it up because damn it how many times can you hear fly or whatever sure sure yeah and I think too like uh, from a musician standpoint it's one of those things where it's like well if I get to sing whatever songs I want to sing like I want to sing some of my favorite songs right you know like absolutely well see then this goes to like that goes to the credit like I get the I get that for the live performances Mm -hmm. but now for the credit of it for the recording of it but that's where it picks up like that's what I'm I, I, I completely hear you so I'm not like discrediting what you're saying but what I'm saying is is that at these live shows like this is why you get re 
releases of like the Rolling Stones painted black or other like songs yeah. that just happen because they catch fire through these other live shows when like the fucking disturbed and the the sound of silence the uh fucking <laughs> you know what I mean like yeah. that's a that's a goddamn yeah. uh, Simon and Garfunkel Simon and Garfunkel song yeah. like so that's what I'm saying like the song just caught fire on its own because it's a damn good song. I play this song literally every creative writing class that I do at fuck because it's the it's, Tracy Chapman version. Yeah. Yeah. Because it will and then and then it's also it's one of the easiest poems to like try and like unpack. Mm-hmm. And so like we talk about it all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. Well here's a question for a table full of writers and artists. What do you put more weight on? The recognition or the royalties? Royalties. I don't know. I feel like it's kind of equal because the recognition will get you more royalties. Like mm-hmm. it'll get you typically more exposure and mm-hmm. then people will go out and listen to your original stuff. And then you get those royalties rather just like that from that one song. Cause I feel like we're doing a lot of work saying that as long as Tracy Chapman gets a check, it's all good. I mean, but that goes back to the Dolly Parton of right. it all, where it's like... But Dolly no, did but, get her coin. Yeah, Dolly got her coin, but like still, Tracy for, for generations, yeah. for generations, I don't think anybody knew that like that Whitney Houston song... I, I would say if you... Two... Two out of five Americans do not know that I Will Always Love You was now, a Dolly Parton song. Well, the Dolly Parton thing of... Does, it ma- does Dolly care? I'll Absolutely say that. not. That's what I was... But there's a reverse aspect to that. I was going to say, Dolly is already getting her coins. It's not taking away from someone who has less fame. This is the acknowledging the power power dynamics of it Mm -hmm. with this being like a... A queer black woman. A queer black woman. Being made famous by a straight white man. Well, it's not even like he is... It's not even being made famous by... It's a... Being like mm. content, being like this is the a black woman said it during a business meeting, and then a white man repeats it, and everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, that's such a good idea!" Come out. Like, what? Here's my question though: for whoever was alive and and and, and in the streets, I'm just saying. Wait, 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 wait. Let me, get, let, me, let, me ask, let me ask a question. Tumblr, Tumblr has entered the chat. <laughs> Just real quick, let me ask. This is the this is the one thing that I have though. Is it said mm-hmm. Tracy Chapman had a run? Yeah, like with Tracy Chapman with, with, with fast No, no. Wait, see, here, wait, wait, let me ask my question. Here's my question: <laughs> Who is more famous, Tracy Chapman or Luke Combs? Today? 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 Wait a second. Tracy Chapman is more famous than Luke Combs. I have never in my life heard a Luke Combs song before this cover. This is a weird group. We can't do that in this group. I love a lot of Luke Combs songs. He's country famous, though. He is country famous. Yeah, but that's a lot of white America. But that's, he's the new he's the new I, Blake Shelton, from what I hear, or something. Yes. Coming in hot. Okay, yes. Mandy, 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 go. No, and the reverse is is that when Dolly Parton sang "I Will Always Love You" and then Whitney sang it, Whitney fucking sang it better. Ooh. Luke Combs did not sing no, that shit. Dolly Parton and Tracy Chapman. No, Dolly Parton straight up said, "I made the 
this song, but this is Whitney's song. Right. Like, yeah. she so, understood that Whitney Houston could do it better than her. Yeah. If I understand the history I, correctly, uh-huh. by her own admission, Dolly Parton's didn't even let Elvis cover yes. that song. Yeah. That's so, because she yeah. right. Well, because so, Elvis and, and, wanted all the rights, and, and, and Dolly Parton was like, writer strike. Uh, no, you can have some of the rights, but I still retain the rights. Right. But, but I think that's my issue with the The comp- white man of it all. Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I think that's my issue with the comparison because Dolly Parton, by her telling, had a lot of control yes. over who got to sing it. Mm-hmm. And it sounds here like Luke Combs just kind of. Picked it up. Happened oh, upon yes. being able to yeah. do this. No, no, no. I think mean, he, he picked it gotten. up. If he picked it up and it's gone out to the masses, you he, hope that because she, it's I mean, a, it's he a is making some kind song. of check. But he, yeah, yeah, he had it. to have retained the rights to it. Like it's not like he just picked it up. Yeah. You know, yeah. like in order to release it as a single, yes. He could have sang yeah, it at his live concerts all he wants to, but in order oh, to like, yeah. put it on his album and release it as a single, yeah, he had to pay for that. Well, see, he had to. We say had to, but we found out every day that people got sued after the fact. Like Cisco doesn't get shit from the no, thong song. I'm curious. Like, has has any like has Tracy Chapman said anything about this? Yeah, no. Yeah, uh, she- does anyone know? Go ahead. Wait, no. Rock out. I don't know. Put it in the microphone. Oh, no, I gotta find the quote. This is what I know. Okay, this is what I've seen and, and heard so far. Tracy acknowledged the song, was very happy about the song. Mm-hmm. But Tracy, wait, wait. his success. And then Tracy is now in the country music uh, writers like yeah. Hall of Fame. I actually have the quote. If go, go ahead. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, go. So she said that she told Billboard that she is happy for Luke and his success and grateful for the new fans that have found and embraced Fast Car. She added, I never expected to find myself on the country charts, but I am honored to be there. But that just goes back to the fucking black anthem is lift every voice and not blood on the ground. So like... Like yeah, we are, we're ending like, this episode with the Mexican an- national anthem. That's all I'm saying. You goddamn anthem, right. The black anthem should be blood on the ground. We go heads will roll, but no, but it's, it's not. Lift, it's like, lift every bullet. Like yeah, no, that's that's yeah, no. We are too forgiving as a people. <laughs> well, wait, and wait, how wait, many wait, people? Wait, wait. How many people wait, wait. are listening to country music right now? Being able to identify with someone like Tracy Chapman and saying I enjoy country and, music and, but I'm not and, able to see myself oh, it's but on now record. Fast the majority here, of these royalties go directly to Chapman you got damn right okay. the so you got damn play right. it play it I'm, the I'm playing the applause I'm playing the applause so my guess with me is is it so more so an emotional question like we wish Tracy Chapman got her flowers no 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 no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. The thing is, is this is that is that Tracy Chapman was a fucking dynamo, but she can't it is. It is fair is fair. I'm all mad. Here's the thing, though. The, you know what really fucked Tracy Chapman up? Lilith Fest. Do y'all even know what Lilith yep, Fest was? You I know do. what it is. And was she on that bill? Hell no. Who was on that bill? It was the a Sarah McLaughlin's, a bunch of yeah. white, uh, the Paula Coles, Jules, fucking, yeah. fucking Poe, all those yeah. white chicks. They weren't rocking. When when Tracy Chapman was outriding all of them, out singing all of them, that's Tracy when Tracy should have headlined. Tracy should have fucking headlined. Tracy should have headlined. If you really want to talk about the fucking injustice and shit, I don't think it's Luke Combs in 2023. It's back in 92 when <laughs> Tracy Chapman was. Wasn't in Lilith Fest. Holy shit, is it really 2023? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, here we are. And that's what you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that was the most white ass fucking show ever. And it was good. It was important. 
I had no idea because I was listening to Tracy Chapman. Goddamn right. <laughs> so speaking of country in music. In the car seat listening to Tracy it, Chapman. That's right. In a fast car. Speaking of country music stars that are coming under some heat, uh, Rooster, you put this on here, so please explain. Jason Aldean Aldean. said, try that in a small town and there's controversy. Rooster, go, and Mecca has a follow-up. No, Mecca, just go. Yeah, do it. Oh, so fucking Jason Aldean made this song slash music video called Try That in a Small Town that's basically talking shit to everyone who's ever protested about injustice, everyone who's ever had any kind of feelings about this fucking society that we live in, and he's like, try that in a small town. He's got all these thinly veiled threats via music video, via song about how this shit wouldn't fly. Like, y'all aren't gonna loot, you're not gonna protest because we will shoot you, basically. And they've got this, um, the music video takes place with Confederate flags, American flags, in the Tennessee courthouse and it has clips literal clips from the looting that happened during 2020 yeah like there was literally a lynching at this courthouse that he there has had. There were a few lynchings. A at few lynchings at this courthouse where he has his. Well, his name video. a southern courthouse that hasn't had lynchings. <laughs> okay, but That's why? The other side either of way, it. why are we filming a music I, video? All right, listen, I'm gonna come. All right, to to back uh, back uh, tequila. Piggyback. Tequila. Tequila. <laughs> To piggyback Mecca, yeah, because it was gonna get weird. That tequila, it's like to get in the fucking Mecca's ass from behind. No, no, no. to piggyback Mecca, the uh, CMT, the country music television station, uh, the MTV of country music, has pulled the video. And now a lot of conservatives have been yelling censorship. A lot mm-hmm. of people are coming out saying, no, this ain't right. This is all that woke culture. And this is where the conversation leads us today. And you know what? I'm gonna say it. The Mexican national anthem is worse than this song. I said it. The fucking American national anthem is worse than the song if you go yeah. into the other verses. It does not need to be. Yeah. It does, I don't think no. it's So I will say, I'm going to say I agree with CMT. CMT. Pulling it, yeah. Yeah, I agree with them pulling it because they know who their fucking audience is and they know That's that they're word. stupid. So, like, mm-hmm. yes, there's things that these are the same people who probably don't know the words to the national anthem. This is like, a rally cry to white supremacists. <laughs> yeah, like, it literally is for the, like, because the, I'll say, like, the song's not a good song. Like, the song by the self is not by itself is not the problem because it's just not a good song. It would not get burned. It's literally like ad libs. You want to cuss mm-hmm. in a cop face? The country uh, and like, I love me some Jason Aldean typically. Yeah, yeah. Like, Got What I Got is one of my favorite songs and now I had to take it off my playlist and I'm like, fuck you. Really? You took them off? I did. That's hard. That's, I mean, respect. Stand by your morals. I think, I think it just hurts every time country music does this because they just focus on one part of what it's like to grow up in this lifestyle Mm -hmm. and they just identify with this one part but it's not things that maybe someone else who grew up in a small town identifies with and the other part that they can identify with is being on the outside or not being accepted in their small town and so they go and they acknowledge that or go do something else but it's not something that people who grow who grow up in a small town 
they're like, oh yeah, I, I identify with that. It's and, just not. And I think that's one of the things apply. that gets very much overlooked about American society and American culture is that like, if you look at rural America, it is absolutely populated by more than just white people because there's usually like, if you go back a few hundred years, it was the black people that were working the fields. If you go back maybe a hundred years, it was the migrant workers that were working the fields. And it's like rural America is densely populated by black and brown people because it wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the work of black and brown people. And so to try and like erase that. I'm not actually because I was listening to you and I forgot exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> After nine tequila, tequila shots. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like eight and a half. Uh-huh. Okay. A chance to. My my problem with the song is the the pussyfoot dog whistle. Yes. The okay, ex- yeah. very which is every which is every Kid Rock uh, it, yes, concert. Yeah. But then <laughs> like like he gets criticism and Jason Aldean can come back like, well, I'm just talking about small town life. Yeah, he's but, like, I just want to remember the exactly good times. Talking about. But, and this is why. Oh, say it, Manny. There we go. That brought it back, Manny. Let it out. No. I mean, what brought back to my mind was living in a small town, right? I grew up in this little place called the Village of Dixian. I'm Next a door cheap by you. About 30 miles outside Shreveport, right? Exit right. 44 out by 20. In Louisiana. <laughs> yes. And, and when I was growing up there, I mean, it was very racist. It was very backwards town. What? And <laughs> so surprise, wow. surprise, right? And so living there, I was, I don't know, I guess the anti-Bayou kid. It's like everybody had these small town beliefs and stuff. And my mom taught mm-hmm. me to question everything, which is why there was a lot of people that had a hard time with my mom because she questioned everything and taught us to do so. But, you know, yeah, there was a lot of backwards shit that didn't fly with me, which is... I moved to the big city and forgot my point. <laughs> well, no, see, this is what I was thinking. I was like, you know, someone should, I told Ruth, like, someone should remix this, like, have the song playing and just have, like, videos of lynchings and videos of people getting dragged on street because that's what like, fucking happens in, sm- in a small town. We will murder you and no one will find out because everyone here is corrupt. It's one like, of those, like, I want to romanticize. romanticize the, Let's make the video. Like, I will fucking help you. Like, they want to romanticize where they grew up he's like he i think he says in an interview like that's i just want to remember how the community and how we protected one another and that's like but you Yo. didn't fucking protect one another what y'all did was mob style but shit. i feel yeah, like, like even that's an excuse to just put out this imagery bullshit this bullshit yes yes to really ju- i mean because again it's going back to dog whistle to call out to all the people that Believe that the mob, that the protests in 2020 were mob mentality, that they mm-hmm. were just causing commotion for and the sake of causing commotion. And not mammies exactly. doing the same shit in their small town. When and like, Alabama wanted, won the fucking SEC ball. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like Jay Salty, he wanted to pretend that this wasn't racially charged. Yeah. And like he couldn't I did see notice, it. No, I noticed in the clips, they specifically, I, in, the, in the, I think we only watched half the video, there were no clips of black people doing the looting mm-hmm. that was something that i did watch it was all clips of like 
um, at least white or passing um, people yelling in cops' face or doing the different like looting acts and stuff like that. But we and also know what kind of imagery that that portrays. Like exactly. the white people aren't thinking like, oh, otherwise. they're like, oh, well, they're defending the black people. Yeah, like, like or they're or they like messed with black people, so they're like contaminated. That's why. That's why their thinking's like that. See, like, no, go ahead. I think it's also hiding behind this like insidious idea of oh we're we're hiding behind um values. Like yes. all of us think like these small town values are all holier than thou and we hold these values to be true in a small town. Or like but justified. You, yes. And we're in a small town and these are the most important things to us is our values and what we have to stand behind. And they hide behind that in a way that isn't true to everyone who lives in, in a small, small town. town and things are hidden and kept secret. And yeah, it's just not right. And I'll say this because I'm from El Paso and it's a Mexican majority town, but it's a small city with a small town mentality is what we say. Jason Aldean wasn't singing about us. No, it's not. <laughs> but I hear you. I hear no, you. No, it's you, not you, because you. it's yeah. an insulated town. He was I love the town. Paso. I love right going back. I, I love what it made me to be. But it's an insulated town. Listen, yeah. Yeah. And in El Paso, they have <laughs> a lot. There's pockets that have this same sort of mentality that you have to respect the cops and you have to respect your elders and the Second Amendment. And it's a lot of fighting back. And I, I think at least that with the Mexicans, it's a lot of fighting back against this okay. perception of wanting to be other than white, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um Man, that tequila is doing a lot of work. I started mixing my clears and my browns, and it got weird. Yeah, welcome um, to my life. Yeah. But what was I getting at? Oh, that... <laughs> it did get, yeah, people think that we're weird at the end of our podcast. Right. They're like, why do y'all lose your point? <laughs> I'm like, we finished 1.75 liters of tequila. There's half a shot left. Uh, There's half a shot in my shot glass. Uh, you're again. It's, a, it's an insulated town, and it's like an, it's a small town mentality that you're a small town. You take care of each other, but you don't know what other kind of people are going through. Mm-hmm. You don't know what their struggles are. You and and then and that because and if that's all you're exposed to, and that's again, for, to, this is to my Paso peeps, move out for like six months. Go to a bigger city. Go somewhere else. Go meet other or people. Or it's like even within wait, that wait, small town, like you take quick. care of the people on the right side of the track. What's the population yeah. of El Paso? El Paso, I'm going to say it's about half a million. See, but that's... Man, yeah. Dolly Parton. No, small town vibe. It's small town vibe. That's, and that's the thing. No, 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 like no, no, People in El Paso, they want to believe we're a small town. But yeah, it's because... But we're not. They're not at all. We're not. Like, they don't know... They don't know what a lot... And this is a lot of... Let me cook for like two seconds. There's a lot of things that I think are fucked up about the Jason Aldean song. I do think that like he is divisive because he's taking this weird like cherry picking like opportunity to like look at city life, urban life and say this is what's fucked up about it. And the song itself doesn't talk about like Black Lives Matter or any of that shit. 
It doesn't. It's just like the, and that goes to the dog whistle. That the, to the do- exactly, it's this dog whistle thing of like there's this this violence and this perpetration of violence. It just it's it's prevalent. Cussing the cops. But at the same time, so it, spit on your mom. Yeah, try wow. that in a small town. Yeah, yeah. But there's a lot there's a lot there where like you can do the same thing to like small town life. You can say there's an opioid crisis. There's a fucking education Y'all crisis. Y'all ain't got no teeth. There's the redneck versus hillbilly crisis. I mean, that was that was the killer's last single. Cody, yeah, said he didn't raise the dead. But I think that like this is my thing though, and I don't believe in the censorship of the video, only because I think that like the the problem is is when you censor a video like this, then the right gets emboldened to think that we're getting quashed, that they're being persecuted. Well, my thing is like, you know, well, finally, damn it. Oh, you hold feel up. persecuted. Hold well, up. suck my hold dick. Up. Like, hold so up. has the rest of America. Oh, like, and Tumblr has <laughs> entered the chat. That's the name of the Yeah, Tumblr has entered the chat. Yeah, forget the Mexican. So this is, yeah, this is, but see, this is the thing, though, is it's that, like, these type of videos have existed a lot. When if, if you're trying to, like, put, like, left-right ideology onto, like, videos, like Rage Against the Machines has like ninety small town videos, like, <laughs> but they're you know let's raid Wall Street, let's do this other shit, and we accept them, and that's why I say that like as far as an art movement goes, let Jason Aldean have his shitty song and his shitty video. It's it is what it is, but at the same time, I think that we similar to Tracy Chapman, let's uplift actual songs for because country music in America. And this, maybe I'm saying this because I'm from I'm here in Johnson City allegedly <laughs> off Highway 290 allegedly, but God damn it, there's some fucking country music that is is embedded into the fabric of this country, similar to the Mexican national anthem in Mexico. That's right. The stars at night are big. And the stars at night are huge, Ooh. and they will listen, ma'am. Uh-huh. Anywho, but my point is is that it's is is that this I think Jason Aldean went for the fucking the clickbait. Yeah, yes. and, I, and, I, and I think sometimes we fall for the clickbait. And when I say we, I mean like more liberal leaning yeah. people. We want to fucking like attack. We want to have like let's fucking circle the wagons and let's go after this shit. Well, really, we but, just wait, 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 hold on. But, but no, 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 you're not wrong. But I'm saying this ain't survival. This Jason Aldean shit ain't about that. Like, there have been way greater atrocities that have happened in small towns than Jason Aldean's song <laughs> has fucking, you know... And that's the Mandy, video that me and Mandy Ma- are going to make. Exactly. <laughs> Mandy, Look, yeah, final we, thoughts. No, uh, okay, what I'm trying to say here is this. Is that Jason Aldean, when he said that this shit wouldn't fly in a small town, he was absolutely right. He was absolutely telling the truth because small towns still have small motherfucking town mentality. That's right. And when I was 1993 and the first black family ever moved in my neighborhood and stayed in fucking village of Dixie Louisiana. I'm riding my bikes down the street with my friend and we are innocent and people are like in love for this in love for that. And we were persecuted for being friends. Mm -hmm. I mean, and so that shit happened and it still happens in those small towns today. Yeah, they ain't that friendly. I'll, I'll say this when we drove into wherever the fuck we are. Allegedly. I, I wouldn't Allegedly, be caught out in the streets past sunset. 
That's right. Everything oh, around here looks like a sundown town. <laughs> no, you know, no, but that says a lot. Here. That says a lot. Because, like, I come from, like, out here. Like, similar to fucking Corey, bro. Like, I fucking know these areas. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, I'll fucking be all out, out here and shit. And she was asking me, she was like, would you go to this bar? Would you do this? I'm like, yeah, because I'm a shit kicker. I don't give a fuck. Like, I know how to, like, you know, Pinto's been to these shits. We've been to Spicewood. Yeah. We, <laughs> you, yeah. And, and you get used to it when they're, like, when, when, when you're... Cause you're browner than I, and I know I've been there with you when it's like they looking at you, and I, I'm like, hey, get the fuck out the and way. And there's a couple people browner than y'all. No, 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 they're not there. <laughs> no, that's no, literally no, no, no. no. That's I'm literally talking the about point. us. No, like, talking about us going out because that's I that's literally, literally was like, yo, yeah, so yeah. you gonna fight someone for me, like or what? Like, and he was like, yeah, I'll and I was like, so you town. gonna fuck the, the whole? And I was like, the whole town. Whole town. And he was like, yeah, and I'm like. Okay, I'm gonna say no because I've been well, I've been in the Blue Angel with fucking Pinto in Spicewood, Texas, where motherfuckers were looking at us while the Boston Celtics were losing to the L.A. Lakers in 2011. And goddamn it, we ain't flinch. All I know is like my biggest problem is all those thinly veiled threats. Yeah. The don't try that. The if you do, we gonna do this to you. Like, why are you? It's like it's almost it's, like it's also, I think I think it's what you hear in the song, and that is a thinly veiled threat mm-hmm. of what's going to happen to you. I think when you're in these spaces and experiencing a good night, and you go in and good vibes, and you start to notice the looks, notice, go yeah. in there, and you and it makes you uncomfortable, okay. and it's just how do you? This is what it is. It's like Tumblr. It's like Tumblr. Let me bring it home. Let me bring it home. It's like Tumblr. The problem is, is that songs like Jason Aldean's song, it's all living on this American myth. Just like Tumblr lives on this weird, smutty, preteen myth. It's not. It's true. And this is what happens. And the problem is, is that it bolsters this whole weird ass like idea that like no that's reality and it's like no we're you're it's myth. them versus us every uh, mentality yeah. Yeah. All and, of it. and yeah. it's not if we real. just talk to each other it's right. maybe it's going to turn out to be something different than God what you right. thought the song said either way we got to go to war that's what we've been taught is either that way we fight. via the mexican anthem Uh, so we transitioned with the Mexican National Anthem. Uh, we made the podcast happen while on vacation, Chibs. That's right. And oh, I'm here for it. Else. We want to thank Mecca. We want to thank Pencil. We want to thank JR. We want to thank Mandy Lynn. We want to thank Dominique. We want to thank Danny for the, like, five-second, you know, pop-in. Are we still right. good on time? Uh, do you know, we went did longer there. The, the, the listeners won't know. It's Let's a special it edition. You can do a two-parter. The listeners won't know. I will edit this down to what is an appropriate length for our regular podcast. It's going to be fine. Um, but this was a... It was a for lot. as heavy as we ended, uh, This uh, for me, this was a joy. Like, yeah. I had a great time Job talking with you all. Yeah. Do you all have yeah. a good time? The only thing I had a good time. Love getting into a conversation with you guys, so it's yeah. going to go out into the world, but we all had a conversation at the table. That's yeah. right. Is there anything that anybody here is looking forward to that they want to shout out? Anything? Anything that's coming up in the immediate future? Barbie Heimer for us. Barbie Heimer Tuesday night, maybe, downtown at the IMAX? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. 
There's about, a few slams coming up that I'm excited for. There's a Blah Slam. There's BX3. A, <laughs> I got a slam in Dallas. I got a slam in fucking Pompano Beach, Florida. So. Mecca said I got a slam in every color. What? <laughs> Madeline? No, 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 no. I, she already told us about the slams. <laughs> Wait, you ain't got some Gemini Ink shit coming up? I don't know. Fool, this isn't work related. She said Alexander doesn't have to know about anything that happened in the last two hours. <laughs> Unless she hears this podcast. That's she don't right. listen, to, she don't listen to this podcast. Alexandra, don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> or let us know. Do anything you're looking forward to? Um, my birthday is sometime this week. Oh. Hey! hey. 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 More there's, shots. There's um, <laughs> or tacos. A, a, um, MLS versus Mexican League tournament going on, and Juarez tacos. is playing Austin. Oh, so I'm gonna be there with all my Juarez regalia. There you go. Um, just pissing off the whole town of Austin. That's fine. Goddamn right. Juarez is Jr's hometown. That's right. Austin is my hometown. Oh, it's <laughs> division. Really awesome. Division in the ring. Hometown versus hometown. So. It's going to be. It's shout gonna be out intense. to Pendo. Shout yeah. out to JR. Shout out to Mega. Shout out to Dom. Shout out to fucking Maddie Lynn. That's right. Uh, what are you looking forward to? Man, I'm looking at the rest of this vacation. You got me working. This is <laughs> halfway. This is halfway working. I'm halfway working? Yeah. I don't know. I thought this was fun. No, it was cool. It was a great time. I'm, I'm yeah. going to advocate for maybe putting my school supplies list on y'all's links. Because I go. need supplies. No, no, we'll do, we'll do it at block. We'll do it at block. Okay, yeah. I need pencils. I need new erasers. Show, I need white parts. Uh, new supply drive. Actually, new I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna throw that out there. Drive. I'm gonna throw that out there. If there's any listeners right now that want to donate to school supplies, uh, Jr., who's been on the pod multiple times, is a school teacher and uh, is looking for new supplies. Needs some help so that he can stock his classrooms. Why? Because uh, cl- classrooms because are understocked. Don't do that. Because Teachers August. are underpaid. Yeah. And I, I can't be buying 120 pencils for the whole year because these kids lose them. They bring no. five hundred. Right. Yes, That's and right. Blah will be having their new shit show in August. They will be having a school supply drive hey, for Japan and other teachers happening. that we know and love. Until next time. Should I have a question? Yep. Was this all the chaos you hoped to be? 100%. Okay, Until fantastic. next time, Roos, if people want to find you, where can they find you? It doesn't matter. It don't matter. Anybody Not else want to share, share their socials of any sorts? No. We're on vacation. We're on vacation. We don't exist, actually. Underrated favorites. That's right. Uh, underrated favorites pod and the Mecha Miles. The Mecha Miles. And if you want me, you'll find me on the streets, y'all. Oh! This has been after two tequila shots. Uh, Until next time, y'all. Stay safe. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Uh, Yes, she did. Drink some water, y'all. Drink some water.